0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: How are you, football fans? This Sunday, you can stream Fulham v. Liverpool and Everton v. Chelsea. That's an amazing Paddy's Day lineup for a one-off payment of
0: just €10. To grab a Now TV Sky Sports Day Pass and only pay for the games that matter to you, search Now TV today. Content streamed via internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Welcome to the Sister Speak True Blood podcast where we discuss everything about the HBO series True Blood from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister Kay.
1: And welcome to episode two. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Well, we are back, finally, Yeah. with our second episode, which is going to cover the first episode of True Blood, season two. Mm-hmm. And we apologize for being delayed. We had a little bit of illness this week and we're able to do a recording um, on Monday like we wanted to. So That's true. But we are here, and we definitely want to talk about the first episode. Before we get started, I just wanted to let everybody know how you can contact us. We have an email address at sistaspeak at gmail.com. We also have a website, com, And from there, you can get to our sisterspeak site. And then we also have voicemail for you to... Uh, Send in your comments about the show or us or what we're talking about. And that number is 972 692 7341. We would love to hear from you. Okay, (laughs) now I'm going to start with a little quick and dirty little episode recap. This episode was called Nothing But Blood, and we start off the episode with. Of course, the, the cliffhanger from last season, mm-hmm. everybody's screaming, Tara, Sookie, and Andy are at Andy's car, and they see a brown foot with nail polish hanging out the door, the back seat. So we're back at that scene mm-hmm. with the brown foot, and of course, we're all thinking it's Lafayette, it's Lafayette. Bud looks in the car, sees that there's no heart, which is quite nasty, sees the person's face, and it is not Lafayette, it is Miss Jeanette,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Miss Fake Jeanette woohoo Lafayette is alive at least we think at this point um from there the coroner arrives the police are all there and they're interviewing everyone trying to get Miss Jeanette's body out of the car Sookie is can't um control her thoughts so she's hearing everybody talk in their in their mind and she hears that Tara knew who Miss Jeanette was or at least knew her name Mm -hmm. she tells Tara she needs to actually talk to um, the police and let them know that she knew her because Tara was just going to let it go and go with that because she didn't feel like spending the night talking to the cops. And Sam and Sookie decide they'll just go ahead and close up shop. Um, Tara then ends up at the police station getting interviewed by Bud, drunk ass Bud. That's Sheriff Andy. That's right, Andy. Andy drunk Bell Andy. Bloor. Well, Drunk Andy, Bud Dearborn, and Kenya, one of the cops. And they are not really believing her story that Miss Jeanette was a voodoo uh, priestess that gave them a fake
0: exorcism. That had a voodoo bus in the woods, remember? Right, a voodoo bus in the woods. Mm-hmm.
1: Can I do this recap or do you want to do You said interject stuff. That's true. So Tara is trying to explain to them, look, I don't know anything about her except that I knew her as Miss Jeanette. She did a fake exorcism for me and my mama. And that's all I know. Bud's all up in her face because he's drunk. Andy. Excuse me. Andy's all up in her face because he's drunk. Bud's trying to get Andy to calm down. And lo and behold, here comes Miss Letty May, Tara's mama, saying, is Miss Jeanette, is it true? Is she dead? So that kind of makes them think that she's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. From there, um, they release Tara because obviously, you know, she was telling the truth because Letty Mae corroborated the story that there was a Miss Jeanette. So, they're outside talking and Letty Mae is is commiserating again over Tara's soul and how she doesn't have one and how she needs to pray. When Marianne comes to pick Tara up, it gives her a nice hug and says, I'm so sorry you had to go through this. And then proceeds to tell her mama off for doing all that she has done to Tara all these years and abandoning her in her time of need, which was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Good scene. Very good scene. That same evening... Uh, back at Merlot, Sookie and Sam are trying to to, uh, clean up or wait for the police to leave and then shut down the bar. She calls Bill, who's home with Jessica, his quote-unquote daughter, and tells him that she's going to be a little late coming over. Bill tells Jessica, oh, I'm going to have some company, so you need to go change, wash your face so you don't look like a prostitute because I'm having company over. Jessica, of course... It's like, okay, oh well, hey, whatever. Suki finally gets over there and is upset and telling Bill what all happened at the bar, at Merlot's. Lo and behold, here comes Jessica out the bathroom upstairs with the towel on, saying, oh, hey, Suki, how are you? And by the way, Bill, I love your shower. So, of course, Suki's going to be upset. That's her boyfriend got some naked girl in her, his house. So Suki is trying to find out who is this girl, and Bill's trying to explain to her, this is Jessica. I She's a new vampire. I had to turn her because I had to create a new vampire life for the life that I took with Long Shadow when I killed him for you, to get him off of you. <laughs> Jessica, of course, is like, oh, really? So you, you had to kill me because of Sookie's butt. Of course, Bill's trying to look, he's looking all like, okay, wait, I didn't need to, for her to hear all that. So he makes her go on to bed, or in the morning, go to bed. And Sookie's upset because Bill didn't tell her for two weeks that he had this Jessica chick on the side. And, and so she's a little bit upset and leaves and storms off the next day. Suki's at the grandmama's house or at the house thinking about the grandma going in the bedroom and trying to finally take a look at all the grandma's things and start to sort through them. But she really, you know, doesn't get a chance to really get into it before there's a knock on the door. It's their family lawyer telling her that uncle Bartlett has been found dead good couple weeks. Of course, as soon as he starts telling her the story, she gets this look on her face like, oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. He's going on and on and on about how Uncle Bartlett really cared for her because he left her all his money, which is about $11,000. She's looking at that envelope like it is a snake, like she don't want to take it, but she does take (laughs) it. Ends up going over to Jason's work location where him and Hoyt are talking about how they miss Renee or how Renee was their best friend, but Renee was crazy and they didn't even know it. And Jason's also telling Hoyt about this, the Fellowship of the Sun church that he's starting to look into and wants to take be part of. Hoyt's quite upset by this, doesn't think Jason should be a part of that church because they spew a lot of hate. When Sookie drives up and tries to give uh, Jason that check, Jason's a tad upset that Uncle Bartlett left the money to her since he used to cut his grass every weekend when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But he's going to take the money because, you know, he wants to go on that little church retreat. Mm-hmm. Down in Dallas um, Which I, I skipped that section Where he meets Reverend Newland You skipped Lafayette too Yes I, Where Reverend Newland the, the son of the main Reverend Newland Steve Is doing a, a on TV debate With what was her name Nan Flanagan That's right Nan Flanagan The spokesperson for the American Vampire League Mm-hmm he meets Jason and invite them, him to a leadership retreat in Dallas, which of course costs $1,200, which Jason does not have. So this money is coming in handy for Jason. We also, I haven't got to Lafayette yet. I'm trying to go by the character. We also find out that Lafayette is alive and well, woohoo! down in some kind of dark, dank dungeon, chained up to a big old, look like a carousel post with four other people. Mm-hmm. Uh someone brings another person down with a hood, chain them up to the carousel, and when they take the hood off, it is redneck dude Aidsburger Aidsburger guy, <laughs> which we find out later his name is Royce. But they take one of the other ones. And they take one yeah, they take one of the other people. Upstairs. And they go off screaming. Mm-hmm. When Aidsburger Royce find, sees Lafayette there, he gets to talk and saying, What you doing down here, Lafayette? I have no idea. They, he thinks that they're down there to atone for some kind of something wrong they did in their life. So Royce is trying to talk to Lafayette this whole time that they're down there about what he's done in his life. And he wants Lafayette to share all his bad stuff. Lafayette kind of goes through some of the things he's done. Really doesn't care to listen to Roy. But, you know, Roy's scared and he's, he's trying to cope with it any way he can. At one point Royce goes on about he's trying he's gonna to try to find a way out, trying to escape, and because he doesn't want to be there any longer, he wants to be the one to make it out of there. We hear footsteps down the hall or down the stairs, and there is Eric with foil in his hair. And a salon cape. And a salon cape on his shoulders, <laughs> getting his hair did. <laughs> his hair did. <laughs> he goes down to Royce and he says, You um, he says, we, you, uh, what did he say? You have been, uh, we know that you had something to do with those vampires that were murdered in Bontemps, mm-hmm. and you are going to be tried for your crimes, so now we know why they're down in the in the basement, or the dungeon. Right? Royce, he goes to grab Royce and take him upstairs, when Royce um, hits him in the face with a silver cross-chain locket, of course- Eric's skin starts burning. He gets upset and starts tearing Royce up, limb from limb, blood, uh, arms flying, uh, screaming. screaming, hollering. Lafayette's cowering all in the corner with blood spotted all over him. Poor Lafayette, but at least he's alive. At least he's alive. I
0: know. I
1: love that that he's alive. I don't like where he's at. Um. Oh, going on to Sam. Sam has, since the last season, been had put all this money into a bag. And we're like, what is he doing to do with this money? Well, we find out from flashbacks that Sam used to be a little beagle when he was young, which we knew. Mm -hmm. um, And go into people's doggy doors, materialize back into his human form, and steal from the people. Well, he ends up in this house, um, starts taking trinkets, eating food, sees this strange little statue. And lo and behold, turns around, there is Marianne. She's asking him who he is and what he's doing. She kind of likes him, so she ends up taking him to bed, and while they're in the bed, she starts vibrating and stuff and doing her little whatever she does when she's doing her little whatever she is. Mm -hmm. And Sam gets kind of freaked out as a young boy. He was only 17 at the time. While she's in the shower, he starts getting some clothes on, decides to go ahead and steal her jewelry, opens up a drawer, finds a whole bunch of money, and takes it. So this is the money that he's trying to pack up now. He comes back to the present, and he's trying to give this money back to Marianne. Of course, she says, oh, you silly little thing, I don't want your money. What does she want? We don't know. Yeah. During this same time, Tara and Eggs are at Marianne's house, and they're all, Marianne, Eggs, and Tara are all sitting outside by the pool, eating fruit talking about this painting that's up on the wall about this mythological character, Pant. She leaves to go get more fruit. Eggs and Tara start getting close together just when they're about to hook up. There goes Carl with some fresh towels. Carl, so that breaks up the moment. Tara decides to go in the house to get dressed for work. Um, Marianne calls Carl over to her, knocks him out, sucker punches him, and says, nobody asked for no damn towels.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was good.
1: So we obviously know that she wants to get Eggs and Tara together for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um. What else do we what What else do we miss here? Oh, uh, so I didn't go to this. Suki, uh, when she finds out that Uncle Bartlett is dead, she goes to Bill finds a way to get rid of Jessica so that she could talk with Bill alone and asks Bill point blank, did you have anything to do with my Uncle Bartlett's death? Bill, of course, looks all guilty and says he hurt you. Yeah. So she's upset because she doesn't want any more blood on her hands, as she calls it. And she's upset that he lied to her again and didn't tell her what he did. And she doesn't like the fact that he is killing for her. She says, I can't have you killing for me every time I tell you, somebody has hurt me. So she gets upset, and she goes to storm out, and Bill stops her and says, you know, I'm not going to apologize. I love you. And she says she loves him, and next thing you know, they're all making up and having sex. Rowdy-bowdy. Andy, drunk Andy again, is back in Merlots asking everybody and their mama what's going on with Nancy Lavoie, who, wh- who we find out is the real name of Miss Jeanette. Bud decides, look, Andy, you're harassing folks, you're drunk, you're off the case. You need to let this go. We will handle this. Bud doesn't like it, but he goes on. Or excuse me, Andy doesn't like it, because, but he goes on because Bud is his boss. Also at Merlot's arlene is having some trouble dealing with people talking about renee slash drew whatever his name was so she kind of goes off on some customers and terry backs her up which makes her feel kind of good terry of course is just smelling her hair (laughs) that's basically episode one did i miss anything sister jay no not really Mm -mm. i probably did but that's basically it in a nutshell it
0: was a good episode. So, what?
1: You, yeah, what? I was going to ask you, what did you think about our first episode, Nothing But the Blood?
0: Well, you know, I was glad Lafayette was not the dead person in the car. Because if he was going to be the dead person in the car, I was going to stop watching. I wasn't going to stop watching because the show was great. I was, was going to stop watching. Because he, he is my favorite character of all them folks. He is the favorite one for me. All the stuff he says and just... Just the way he acts and everything. Yeah, I like Lafayette.
1: Now, I will say this. I have to say this. I think in our first episode, I said, I mentioned a little tidbit about maybe it could possibly be Miss Jeanette. Because I was yes, trying to did. run down all the brown legs that we can think of <laughs> yes, you did. that we've seen in the show so far. And the only brown legs we had was Tara, and it wasn't her. Her mama, Letty Mae. Miss Jeanette. And Lafayette. Those Lafayette. are the only people we saw that were brown
0: that would have painted toes. Well, and if you notice, uh, they took in season one. They took great pains to show Lafayette painting his toenails red. Mm-hmm. See, to kind of throw you off. Throw you off, know. off.
1: Now, what did you so, think about her
0: heart being missing? That see, was off. that was disturbing. Well, but see, that's why I'm thinking. I'm thinking it, it might have something to do with. Um Marianne or Jessica? Cause you know, Suki asked Bill, well, where was Jessica tonight? She couldn't have done it to Miss Uh, you know, done done what I told you to Miss Jeanette. And he says, no, I don't think. <laughs> kind of like an afterthought. So yeah. you know, but he did also tell her that young vampires are very dangerous because they don't know how to how to uh rein in their impulses yet. So I yeah. don't think it was um,
1: I don't think it was Jessica
0: just for the fact that her heart was gone, but it looked, it
1: seemed like everything else was there. Like her, it didn't like, it, they didn't show any fang
0: marks. You didn't, it no. didn't look like her blood was all gone. But she was in a terrible, yeah, she was in a terrible position. She was like, uh, like she died laying down in the something. middle of a yell or something 'Cause her mouth was open like, that was you, awful. like you yelling, her eyes were real big, her hands were up like in and a, she was scared. In a defensive uh 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 motion. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, she was scared of something. So uh I really, really like all the scenes with Lafayette. Um, uh, you can tell by his beard that he's been there at least two or three weeks. Well we already knew this because like right. season finale. Right. Sam mentioned, but that your cousin's been gone two weeks. Yeah, since the other people who have been uh, 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 taken from that dungeon have not returned, I don't. Uh, you know, the assumption is probably that they're killing them, but I do not believe that Eric is going to be killing Lafayette for Dylan V. Because he's killing the people who killed some vampires. But he doesn't
1: know he didn't kill someone to get the V. Well, because when the rat, rat trays or rat raids or whatever you call them yeah. were trying to drain Bill, they were going to kill him. They were going to drain everything they could from him to get the V. That's they true. They don't know that Ra- Lafayette had an arrangement with Eddie. That's true. And for all they know, they could pull out, well, hey, we have a vampire from Bonetomp who's been missing... Name Eddie, whatever his last right. name was But you know And they who's to say they don't think that Lafayette's the well, one
0: that did it. True, but but I think Lafayette's gonna talk himself out of that though. Because he can easily talk himself out of that. And uh yeah, I think he's, he's probably not, gonna do
1: that. If he's not defeated by it all. If he's yeah. not
0: like thinking I need to be That's true punished That's for true. all the
1: things. That I I've really done.
0: did like the I really did also like the scenes with Marianne because Because to me, that's one of the most intriguing uh, uh, aspects of this episode is figuring out, you know, what Marianne is and, you know, who she is. We know that her name is now Marianne Forrester, but I want to know, is she Pan or is she something else? Because... By that conversation they had at the pool, just by the way she was looking at the painting and talking about the painting, I'm thinking maybe she's the god. That was a Pan. clue. Yeah, that was a clue, because Pan is the god of what shepherds and flocks, and she has she's always gathering people like a flock. Did you find so, it strange that you know in
1: her house in present day she has a big old buffet of food and fruit? Well, and then. When Sam was flashing back to the past, she had a big old
0: table full of food that was just out. But see, that's uh, in Greek mythology anyway. That's like associated with the gods, with with Pan. Like uh, they're they're out in the woods, you know, like like uh, um, um, like little nature things, and they always have a, a like drink and uh, food, food to eat. Anyway. To me, that's a clue also that's a clue also, because she's always got fruit and and something to drink
1: yeah
0: and in 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 mythological terms, that's the way it always is it's it's they've got fruit and something to eat, and also to me, another the reason why I'm thinking maybe she's pan uh you know incarnated like in modern times, and that's because. in in greek mythology anyway pan has the bottom half of like a horse and the top half is like a human but he's also got some little horns like little goat horns you know and she's always with that daggum pig she was with the pig when tara saw her she was in the she was with the pig in in her own backyard. Right. They didn't show the pig this time, though. They showed the pig. Well, yeah, that was season one. but
1: This time, they're showing that little statue that looks like it has no head, but has arms raising up. And then, Uh if you notice, she was in that same position when she was on top of Sam and she started
0: vibrating. So she's a god or goddess or something. That's that's what she is, I think.
1: Well, it'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see what what she mm. wants,
0: why she's there. Yeah. But I did like the flashbacks of Sam because I wanted to know how she knew him. So mm-hmm. th- that makes perfect sense. Uh, I also like the fact that Sam told Suki to get lost, get out of his Suki uh, to, you know, get lost and stuff. Because, uh, yeah, I just kind of like that. Because, <laughs> I mean, Sam got feelings, too, you know. Okay, you don't want him. You want Bill. So, you know. Chumba! ChambaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply See website for details Step into the world of power Loyalty And
1: luck I'm gonna make him an offer He can't refuse With family Cannolis And spins mean everything Now You wanna get mixed up In the family business Introducing The Godfather At ChambaCasino.com Test your luck In the shadowy world Of the Godfather slot Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Said that she
1: wanted him, so that's just him. Well, no. Being upset that she keeps going
0: to Bill. That's true. But but what Sam told her when he said, you know, you either apologizing to me or fussing at me. It's either one or the other. And that's true. You know, and I think I mentioned to you before... That was the only part of, um, the episode that I didn't like when Suki is, or Suki is, uh, fussing at Bill. Cause I'm getting tired of that. She's always, you know, fussing at Bill. And then, you know, she, she, she uh, 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 makes up with him and then, you know, next day she, she's telling him off and, and all that stuff. And, and to me, it's just getting old, you know, he's a vampire. That doesn't have anything to do
1: with him lying or killing up people that, you know, have
0: done her wrong. You know what? I thought about that. I thought about her little response to Bill. And this is the way I feel about it. At the, I remember from uh, episode uh, of season one, as she was, they was in that bathtub taking a bath. Right. And she was telling him about Uncle Bartlett and stuff. She had to know he was going to go do something.
1: No. I don't think so. She was just Please. telling him. I just I just didn't buy that. But anyway. But well, her thing, too, is that her comment wasn't so much that he did. Well, for the Jessica part, her thing was, you know, I spend all my time when we're together talking about your life, my life. What gone? What's gone on in the day? That's true. And for you to not mention something that's so big, that's part of your life, that's gonna be part of mine now because we're together. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's basically like you're lying to me. You're not giving me all of yourself. That so is good. I could a good understand point. why she would be upset. Mm-hmm. And then later, when she finds out that he had something to do with Uncle Bartlett, even though she didn't like Uncle Bartlett, she didn't want nothing to do with his butt, he hurt her. Blah blah blah. She didn't want. I mean, if she wanted him dead, she could have done it because he was in a wheelchair. She could have slipped through him off the pier a long time ago. (laughs) But that wasn't the point. She didn't want him going and doing that to her. She she now feels like she's got to watch anything she says about anyone who's ever done her wrong or gotten into an argument with because now she feels like he's going to go and take care of it. Well, and she doesn't want to live her life. Like she said, I feel already really bad about killing Renee, and she had to because he was about to kill her. Mm-hmm. So how do you think she'd feel about Uncle Bartlett, even though she didn't want nothing to do with him, but he wasn't physically hurting her at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of have to see it from both sides, I think.
0: Well, yeah, be that as it may. I, I just... It ain't
1: gonna be Rosie. They're not gonna show them getting along all the time because real people <laughs> don't get along well, all the time. that's
0: true. That's true, but it seems to me I don't know. I just didn't buy that. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. wasn't. It, it didn't ring true for me for her character. She has, she has mentioned several times, and she did it again in this episode. I'm stronger than you think, you know. And but yet, and still, she's crumbling up every time she finds out something. It just doesn't. Ring. She didn't crumble. Well, she was crying and crap. Well, anyway. she crumbled at the end because she was about to leave his butt. Yeah, well, until he
1: said something,
0: whatever. you know. I hope they, I hope he doesn't write that into every episode because it's going to get old. That's what I'm saying. It's going to get old for me. Now, Tara, I really, Tara, Tara, I really, really hope they don't tone her down too much because that's what I liked about Tara was the fact that, you know, whether she has a demon in her or not, she would tell people all. She'd tell people exactly what she thought. When she thought it. Well, I think that's part of what there's...
1: I think she is going to be toned down a little bit because the whole point of Marianne is to is to make her feel like she is someone and that she is important and that despite what her mom has told her and done to her throughout her life, she can have a future. And that's a lot of why she was so angry and why she would tell people off and just jump that's jump true. down people's throats. So that's I think she true. is going to change... Until we find out what Marianne's up Mary to, Marianne's got some ulterior gonna, motives. I think Tara's going to slide back to being more of what she was before because she's going to say this lady was just lying to me yeah. to get whatever this Marianne's trying to get. Yeah. Now, what do you think about this Eggs character? I don't like
0: him. I yeah. think he's a cute guy, but I don't. There's nah. something about him that does not ring true. I think he's going to turn out to be. A thorn and terracide. Oh, definitely. I think yeah. so. I don't like him with her. Just like in season one, I did not like that Amy girl with Jason. I just didn't like her. And when she died, yeah, hey, I didn't like her either. It was fine with me when he when Renee choked her because hey, I did not like her. But I didn't like her from the moment he met that chicken Fantasia. Yep. What. Well, I feel the same way with this Eggs Benedict. I just don't like him, so you know, uh, he could he could come or go. I don't, I don't, I don't care.
1: Yeah, I don't like him either. Mm-mm. Why do you think, um, or do you have any ideas or thoughts about why Marianne wants them to, to, together? Um, I guess that's kind of hard to answer. Not don't yet, quite because know we it... don't
0: know anything about Eggs. We right. know just a little bit of conversation of what he has said, but we don't know anything about mm-hmm. him. See, and that could all be a ruse. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, um, and we don't know if he has any powers or he has any abilities or anything. We don't know anything about him, you know? And, and to tell you quite frankly, I don't really want to know. I just want to know what him and Marianne are up to. Yes. You know, uh, but unless he's gonna be like a really interesting like shapeshifter or something, yeah, he's just like there. You know what I'm saying? I think we just have to find out what Marianne is mm-hmm. and then it will kind of click into place what mm-hmm. all the people that are now, around her a person that I hope they they show more of this season is Vampire Pam. I like her. Yeah. And uh yeah. I hope they show more of her. I think uh, the the actress playing her is, does a really good job of doing that, and I like her. You know, <coughs> when you were, <coughs> excuse me, when you were giving the recap and you keep referring to Jessica as Bill's daughter, I don't look at her that way. Well, remember, which was a really funny
1: scene in season one, when Eric and Pam came in to drop her off Mm -hmm. at Bill's house, and Bill's like, uh, no, you can keep her, and she's like, hi, daddy. Oh, that's what, that's how, that's why I think of her. And she is only 17. he created her, he made her like she is, so it's kind of like, that's why I say that. Okay, okay. I mean, I know she's not his daughter, but because she is young, and because he did create Mm -hmm. her, and he's got to take care of her, and show her all the ropes,
0: that's why I think of her that way. Now, Now, I, I'm liking her too. I, I like her.
1: Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say I really like that character. Mm-hmm. I like her I like her sassiness and how she's just like a teen would be. Just like a teen. And he's trying to tell her things to do mm-hmm. and she's going to sass off a little bit and then but when he gets serious she goes on and does
0: what mm. she knows she's got to do. Yeah, I think one of the the best scenes was when he he ordered her to go to the to the little sleeping quarters yes. under the house and she says oh that blows you know just like a kid and compared stomped off compared to
1: fantasia off. this blows
0: i know that was really cute but suki did the right thing because the girl's only 17 she says you know i i'm so sorry that i just didn't give you a chance and i want to get to know you she and only stuff. said that to get her well, out i of the know room. that but yeah. that that was exactly what she needed to right, say right right you know, and
1: it and you know just what? She down. is going to have to deal with her because she's part of Bill's life now, and Bill's got to take care of her. Yeah, that's so true. So, with Suki mm-hmm. and Bill spending time together, there's going to be that mm-hmm. baby vampire. <laughs> and it was interesting that Bill said only two third, one third, or two thirds of mm-hmm. new vampires survive. So that was I, a that good would be interesting fact, to find out why. I mean, why do only
0: two thirds survive? It can't be from lack of blood. Well, I took it like it was from lack of, of of blood and supervision because you you just can't go around uh, or well this is the way I took it. You can't just go around and bite everybody because and and when you're a new vampire, you don't know about hep D and stuff right you know, so you can't just go bite everybody, but you can go bite uh a, your, a maker vampire shows you how to sustain yourself off of certain people. Like she said, you know, Eric, let me, uh, uh, let me bite this biker. He had tattoos and stuff, you know, so uh, because Eric would know, but that's the way I took it because if you don't get the proper amount of blood or nourishment, yeah, as a young vampire, you perish. But that's why Bill was trying to, trying to, um, you know, uh, 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 have her drink all these different concoctions of uh or strains of true blood to find what would yeah what she liked better be sustaining for her because you know he's not going to go out and bite people no he's told
1: her he does. that's not what he does either mm-hmm. he tries to say right well he bites sookie
0: but you know right but yeah not to go like feed you know and drain them and 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 all that stuff so i think it'd be you know I think she'll be interesting. That whole storyline is going to be very interesting um, about Jessica.
1: Now, how do you feel about um, uh, Jason and the Fellowship of the Sun Church? Well, and
0: Reverend Newland, you know, um, it's definitely. It seems to me, um, it's a metaphor for like all these. Preachers and things nowadays to preach against gays. Nowadays, it seems to me that that's the metaphor for that. Jason is the perfect character, I think, uh, t- to be hooked up with Reverend Newland and his wife because Jason is weak-minded. He, he he's you know he's a nice person and everything, but he's a weak-minded individual. Look how easy it was for that Amy girl to talk him into snatching a a vampire and and, Oh, well, he was already addicted to the drug by then. Even not being addicted, look how easy it was for her to do that. It was just easy for her to do that. He's just a weak-minded person, so I think they are going to be manipulating the crap out of him. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does. And I think Jason's going to be... uh, He might turn out to be... um, one of those kind of people that once he, like like Tara, once he understands that, hey, they they using me, then he'll be real, real mad.
1: Uh,
0: Probably tear up some stuff. I don't think he'll <laughs> ever figure that
1: out until. Yeah, he's kind of weak minded. I mean, because I don't think he's just whatever you say is what you say and what's true, and that's what he. I think believes especially someone that he feels like is a celebrity, like he said, mm-hmm.
0: and um, knows a lot more than him. And we know those otherworldly those Newlandsers like Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. You know, that's like based upon well, like that a, kind of character. Angeles, yeah, yeah. You know, where they're just you know scamming people for the money. Because didn't you notice, like after his TV interview, as he came out of the the uh, <laughs> Camera view, his wife said, He says, Well, how'd I do? to his wife. Now right. he's Reverend Steve Newland and right. she has the nerve to say, uh, you sound a little too much like a preacher. Which he and is. I'm thinking, Well, dang. So that lets you know her agenda is totally different. Plus, she she is trying to groom him or she wants him groomed to be the governor.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, because she said that too. So you can already see those uh 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 you know, behind the scenes uh uh things about her. So that'll yeah, be that's interesting. Be, that's yes. That'll be interesting. And I hope they have more clashes with with uh the Nan Flanagan. I like her. I I, I like her character but uh I wish she had more more to do as I well. Think, I think they should keep
1: her in the background though, like they've been using her like well, on different like that, you know, showing her on the TV show, speaking kind of like in the background. Mm-hmm. Just because it keeps it, like, showing it like on the national view. That's and true. And Bon Tomp is like the local view. So it kind of keeps true. you guessing us to each side. Mm-hmm. So it was a really great episode. I was, I was very surprised. Well, not surprised, yeah. but very happy. I was pleased. By the outcome of it. And mm-hmm. had some good surprises to it. Mm-hmm. Some exi- some funny lines. I mean, we were laughing, we were gasping. <laughs> we were, yeah. <laughs> we were one so of the excited. best ones
0: though is when Eric came down in in the dungeon with that foil on his, yep. lightening his hair. <laughs> that is hilarious. Because we know. And now the question is, well, why did he come down there at that particular time? Since he was obviously getting his oh, hair wait, done. Wait, didn't you hear that part? Mm-mm.
1: Lafayette and Royce were talking, and Royce was talking about, "We need. I'm going to escape.
0: Okay. And I have a plan."
1: And, so they heard him saying and that. Lafayette okay. shushed him, and Eric came down and says, "Oh, you don't you know? We, we can have hear everything. yeah. We can hear everything. You yeah, can't shush. Okay. Since I'm down that. here, I'm going to go ahead and
0: take one of y'all. Basically, well, he had to take him because it was only him and Lafayette left. Right. They'd already got all the other people." Exactly, including that woman whoever whoever that woman was because there was a woman down right. there too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was really that was good. That was really good <laughs> the way they tied all that together, and uh,
1: it kind of makes sense because, um, you know, Eric Eric is the sheriff, right? And he also mentioned, remember? He I think this is a hint for the future of the sh- or for later in the season. He says, um, "There's all kinds of crimes happening to." vampires these days while even
0: one of our sheriffs is missing yeah he he said that yep. one of our sheriffs is missing yeah i hope eddie wasn't a sheriff no it wasn't
1: eddie okay uh, remember lafayette would tell eddie don't you want to do more than just watch tv and wait for me to come that's over true
0: there? so no. i liked eddie though Attitude. i felt so bad when when that amy Uh, Stake them. Yeah,
1: I really liked Eddie. So
0: when she got choked, I was I was fine with that.
1: Yes, yes, you said
0: all right. Yeah, Yeah, choke that woman.
1: (laughs) Well, we were um, fortunate enough to (coughs) to uh, attend a small little um, watch party for season two premiere. Yep. In Plano, Texas, last week, and it was a lot of fun. It was was a lot of fun. It was a great location. They had screens. I mean, screens for days in this location. And then they had um, audio boxes that you could put on your table. So if the table next to you was watching the football game or some other game or something, Mm -hmm. then at least you could hear at your table. So it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And it's just great to to be able to sit and, and watch a show with people that love it as much as you do. And when something happens, you look at that person and go, what? Did you see that? Or, you know, yeah. it was just really fun to do that rather yeah. than usually, you know, by your, by myself in front of the TV, going, what? And I'm talking to nobody. <laughs> so Yeah, that was good. That's that the whole, good. to me, that's the whole reason I love um, mm-hmm. doing a podcast and I loved attending that, that little watch party. Okay, at this point, I think that wraps up our discussion about... Um, Our first episode, Nothing But the Blood. And now would be a slight little spoiler section for those who do not watch the previews for the next week's episode, episode two. Then you'd want to turn off the the podcast now or skip ahead. Because we are going to talk a little bit about what we saw on the previews for the second episode. Okay. So what did you think when you saw the scene where... Lafayette is obviously in the room with Eric and Pam talking mm-hmm. about please turn me. That Wait. was the biggest. Well, you just you just said the whole scene. Yeah. I said, "What did you think about oh, it?" Oh, I thought it was great.
0: I think it's great. That he's going to be turned or that yeah. he wants to be, that he is. To me, that's what they should do. First of all, Lafayette is one of the most popular characters on the show because I read online he's already won two fan favorite awards in, in you know some little award shows or whatever, and so you know it would really be a mistake for them to kill him off at this point. So what better thing to do than to have Eric turn Lafayette? That would be awesome. He would make the best vampire. <laughs> I, I think I don't like that idea because I, I feel like he won't be the Lafayette that we know. Oh, I think he'll be even more bodacious and and flamboyant. I think he'll be even yeah, even more intense than than now. See, and I, I feel like he won't be himself. He'll be
1: more laid back and not his. I don't. I don't think know so. I don't
0: think so it just at be all. Strange. And I, I'm hoping that. Well, first of all, Eric's not gonna kill him because, you know, once, uh, let's face it, by the preview anyway, Lafayette's gonna be talking his ass off, and he's gonna be talking and telling them, "Look, I admit I dealt some drugs, I dealt some V. but you know, I didn't hurt anybody, you know." And he's gonna explain how this, this little e- Eddie, this reclusive little vampire would, you know, willingly give his blood because that's what Eddie was doing. Right. I was. mean, he was willingly doing that. So Lafayette would be with him. So, you know, that was his choice to do. So once once Lafayette gets to talking to Eric, I'm sure he is not going to kill him.
1: Oh, no. I don't think Eric will kill Lafayette. I just don't really want to see him become a vampire. But I don't I know do. any other way he's going to get out of this situation.
0: Yeah. They're not gonna yeah. let him go. Yeah, I, I
1: really don't know. Unless you know somehow, unless
0: they use him like they did that that one dude that had the Hep D. That Suki said he's got Hep D. I'll just use him to bite. Yeah, on. just to bite on him. But uh, that would be a waste of of a character. It would. Yeah, that'd be a waste. Yeah. Of, yeah. So I'm
1: I'm very I'm hoping that they kind of go into that that scene that subject on the next episode.
0: Yeah, because. Some of that, some of the preview that they showed, you could tell it was further along. It was further, yeah, further away. yeah, like mm-hmm. further down the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jason's doing something. He's either getting ready to burn up a building or something. Oh
1: goodness, yeah, what is Jason gonna get
0: into? So you know, so some of that stuff's probably way, mm-hmm. way remote, like way down toward, the road, right toward the end. But but somewhere uh I read though. And, and it looks like by the previews, too, that Eric is going to be the one that's going to be real prominent in this season. You know, of the vampires, anyway. He should be. Yeah. Yeah, because he's the sheriff. Yeah, know. he should be. They, so. We didn't
1: see enough of him last season, although I really like Bill.
0: Yeah. But I think they're going to need to kind of make it fresh and get some right. blood in there. I do like Eric and Pam, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like do. them together. Mm-hmm.
1: I do, too. Okay, well, I think that does it for this week's episode. Okay. Don't you? Yes. All right. Well, if you agree, disagree, or just want to give a little bit of feedback on what you think about uh, True Blood this season or the first episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 972-692-7341. You can also send us an email at Sistaspeak at gmail.com. And you could also go to our website, sistersinreview.com, and get links there to our Sister Speak podcast page. Until next week, which is really only a couple of days since we're
0: behind, (laughs) I am Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next week.